0: This is part two of three in a series about the closure of Hahnemann University Hospital. In this episode, the effect on postgraduate trainees.
1: Yeah, uh, we had so many good things happen in June. Everything was leading up to, to Lennon's birth and everything was going well.
0: That's Dr. Adam Saget the former Chief Fellow of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry at Drexel University College of Medicine, a program where Hahnemann University Hospital was the sponsoring institution. He and his wife Taylor spent the beginning of the summer of 2019 preparing for an emotional event, the birth of their first child. They didn't know another emotional event was on its way.
1: And Lennon was born on a Tuesday afternoon and everything was bright and amazing. And then the following morning, I found out that there was an emergency meeting where we found out that the hospital was closing and that we were being let go.
0: Dr. Saget took that emergency phone call from the corner of his wife's hospital room at Thomas Jefferson University Hospital where she had just given birth. In the room, doctors were coming in to assess his newborn. While on the phone, his future was thrown into jeopardy.
1: And I'm hearing that the program is closing and we don't know what the next steps are gonna be and I'm trying to also listen to the doctors talking to my wife about how she's feeling and it was overwhelming. It was just hard to really make sense of anything. I won't pretend that I had much lag time in this process. I think I sent an email to Dr. Lubert, uh, the Jefferson Program Director, during the phone call while I was on listening to about the Hahneman closure because my first instinct was, I need to get things in order now more than ever. I need to figure out a plan.
0: The doctor he mentions is Dr. James Lubert, child and adolescent psychiatrist at Jefferson and the division director of child and adolescent psychiatry in the Department of Psychiatry. He's also the training director for the fellowship in the department. Before he had even heard the news of the closure, he began receiving calls from Drexel Fellows asking for help and consideration to bring the fellowship program to Jefferson, several of them at crucial points in their lives. Dr. Saget's baby born hours earlier, another fellow expecting a baby in a month, one calling Dr. Lubert from her honeymoon.
2: Our field as a specialty is a shortage field, so we really can't turn, you know, we, as a field we can't afford to turn people away who want to come in. And then the other thing that was, it's just, uh, I guess, uh, kind of a, uh, moral consideration and that is how do you pick and choose in the midst of all this how do you say to one talented young trainee we're going to take you but we're not going to take your peer you know so for us it just made sense to for me it made sense to start thinking about how could we do it as a whole group
0: the child and adolescent fellowship program at Jefferson had six fellows total Drexel's program had nine it wasn't going to happen overnight But Dr. Lubert and his colleagues, a list of names that fill up an entire eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, were determined to make it happen.
2: I had to put together a proposal before we could really get I had to put together a first year schedule that combined both the... Think about how our second year group was going to be affected and how their schedule was going to be affected. Then I had to create a new schedule for the second years that needed certain parts of their training. Try to put a different schedule together for them. And then one of the first years, because we didn't have enough to pair up in the original schedule, I had to put them into this. And then the final schedule that I had to put together is for Dr. Saget and Dr. Rowe makes your head hurt after a while. <laughs> but I took a little bit of time to think it through.
0: Dr. Lubert says he was impressed by Dr. Aisha Wahid, the Drexel Fellowship Program Director, for her commitment to her trainees during all of the uncertainty.
2: There's no guarantees what was going to happen to her and her faculty as this is unfolding, but her focus with me was, what can you know what, what can I do to help you coordinate a plan for our fellows? who are going to become your fellows to come over.
0: As Dr. Lubert, the team at Jefferson, and Dr. Wahid worked on securing placement for the fellows so they could continue their training, Dr. Saget and his wife contemplated their next step for their new family.
1: Given my situation here, I, I thought about leaving in general and going to be an attending and just skipping this part of the training that I wanted to do to put more important priorities first.
0: That was something that I really was against from the get-go, and I was willing to move if we needed to to make it work, because I thought it was more important that he finish his training.
1: And one of those plans involved the Jersey Shore Medical Center possibly opening up their newly accredited program to the displaced fellows from Drexel. We had made a decision. um, If we could stay in Philadelphia, that's what we wanted. We were just hoping to get that opportunity at Jeff.
0: But also I was thinking, if you're not going to get a job, do I need to go back to work now? You know, do we switch for a little bit? How do we make this happen?
1: And it was a very challenging position for both of us. We didn't know what was going to happen, whether we were going to get benefits in time. We had weighed a lot of different options from a number of perspectives. And even though I was willing to make certain sacrifices, I just am very lucky to have the support of Taylor. And it was a a Thursday afternoon that we were told the final decision. Um, And then Monday was going to be our last day at Hahnemann and that Jefferson was taking the whole program. And that was the first weekend where we both got as much sleep as you can get with a newborn. <laughs> and in the midst of everything, it just it just strikes me how grateful I feel because it didn't have to work out this well. It didn't have to work out that I could go to a place that I always wanted to work at, especially right after she was born there. You know,
0: it's not just that these programs have incorporated them and taken them on and, you know, added more spaces. They truly want to make sure that the training experience is as rich as it possibly can be and that everybody is happy. It is truly tremendous and speaks to Jefferson and the, the folks that they have there and what they want for their trainees and their medical um, staff in general.
1: During the orientation, there was a big, there was a big effort to make us feel welcome, and we all did feel that. We really did.
0: Now you probably don't realize this because she didn't make a peep the whole time, but Dr. Saget was holding baby Lennon throughout our time together. There was a moment that I looked at him and realized his last few weeks could be summed up in one image. A lot of good new things in your life as you're holding baby Lennon and wearing your Jefferson ID at the
1: same time. (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) quite a lot of changes. (laughs)
0: In total, Jefferson welcomed 78 residents and fellows from various specialties at the Hahnemann-Drexel program. I talked to Dr. Mark Tkachinski about this. He's the provost of Thomas Jefferson University and dean of Jefferson's Sidney Kimmel Medical College and recalled his years as a resident and fellow at NYU, Columbia Presbyterian, and the National Institutes of Health. He explained why the years in postgraduate training are so important.
3: Uh, So as important as medical school is, it it really is the residency training that brings all those pieces together and gives you the the clinical perspectives but at the same time you know huge part of developing continuing the development as as a person as an, and as a professional and uh, our obligation to residents is no different than the obligation we have to a medical student in terms of training them this is not just providing them a means of employment but it becomes an educational obligation that we have to to those individuals and uh, key to their training. And that's why we care so deeply about our residents and fellows.
0: He described the relationship between residents and fellows and the community where they practice as one that radiates in a lot of different directions. By training in Philadelphia, many of them will likely decide to stay in the region and provide the care to our community a community with considerable challenges in terms of health disparities.
3: And so that makes it especially critical that we hold on to these resident slots and these residents and make sure that Philadelphia continues to to benefit from having these training programs right here in our
0: midst. Visit thehealthnexus.org to read more first-person accounts from those directly impacted by the Hahneman Closure, including a commentary from Dr. Saget. Be sure to stay tuned for part three of this series about the effects of the Hahneman Closure in our final chapter, The Impact on the Labor and Delivery Unit at Jefferson. The spot for Jefferson employees to continue the conversation is on myjeffhub.jefferson.edu.